0: Hi! You guys want some cookies? 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 Cookies?
1: Cookies? From the new garage, remember the Oomlot? It's the Throwback Podcast! I'm Dan Hanses, and I'm joined... As I always am. By my bosom buddy, Booby Castro. Hey,
2: Dan. How (laughs) you doing, buddy?
1: buddy? Hey, buddy. Here we are. Oh, yeah. We're back. We're back. Two ups in a row. How about us? In a big spot.
2: How about us? Just picking up where we left off like we didn't miss a beat.
1: A lot of buzz in society after our third Counting Crows album.
2: People are talking. The streets are talking.
1: People are saying, wow, that idea is fresh. (laughs) People tapping each other on the shoulder. Hey, did you hear about the Throwback Podcast? They've now done three Counting Crows records.
2: Finally, a podcast that tackles almost the entirety of the Counting Crows catalog. Thank goodness, we say.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's what we are. The Throwback Podcast, a podcast that is almost scientifically genetically engineered for people born in exactly 1980.
2: I thought you were going to say like scientifically engineered not to get too popular. Like, no matter what, we're guaranteed, due to a combination of the choices we make and your lack of promotion, that we're going to stay kind of exactly where we are.
1: Don't forget about my lack of care.
2: No, no. That's, I think, baked into your lack right. of Right. Well, there's
1: a broader issue, but beyond just promotion. Okay. needs oh, to be- General caring. Thrown thrown out there. But yep. I will say this. Um,
2: my favorite thing, sorry to yes. interrupt, is when you have those brief moments of caring, it's like- it's like when you're in like a, one of those bad relationships and you have like that one night out where you're like a good boyfriend and you're just like, "You know what? I'm into this." And like you're kind of putting it all in, but then like it kind of falls apart again like right afterwards. Those moments where you do care and you'll message me and you'll Makes be like it worse. you'll be like we, we need to start on merch. We need to get some t-shirts. Right. Like, what if we start doing merch? I have some ideas. That's long
1: out the door. And then I'll like, I haven't even thought about that. And then,
2: years. uh, I like I'll email or like I'll contact this like t-shirt company. And now I'm still getting emails from this t-shirt company being like, Hey, what's going on with the throwback pod merch? And I'm like, ignore, <laughs> ignore spam.
1: But I guess the, the natural, uh, to, if we want to like take it to the next level there, Bob is if I'm, taking you for granted and not treating you the way you should be treated at some point you gotta take a stand break up with me and find somebody that no, will treat you the way you No, because
2: you're like you're Please really break up with me no because like you're Please. really you're really good when no one else is around you're really <laughs> nice to me when no one's around
1: i'm the boyfriend that doesn't <laughs> want to be in the relationship but doesn't want to do the breaking up so i'm just a shitbag bag until The other person is just like, I hate you.
2: Well, I mean, and here's the ultimate thing is I'm just comfortable now. Like it's not that I'm not putting in a lot of effort either. I'm just like comfortable doing it. It's
1: like the gym membership has lapsed. Yeah. It's, it's ice cream night and Netflix and chill.
2: Every night is ice cream night. (laughs) The throwback.
1: (laughs) Anyway. So yes, this is a pot. The goal, my goal, Bob, now, if you want to talk about ambition in our fifth year now, which is frankly ridiculous.
2: Even you saying that made me like... Shudder, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: The goal now is we we started out with ambition to make it something broadly that people of our generation could identify with. We've now whittled it down to exactly 1980. Yeah. My next goal ultimately, and I hope you're on the same page as me because I think it will dictate the success of the show ultimately, is that it is just the show for you and I.
2: Like, no listeners.
1: No listeners. No patronies. The last episode, only two people hear it, and it's the guys talking into the microphone.
2: That would be, in a weird way, a success. I think we can do it, too.
1: That's the goal. 1992 week. Love 92. 92. Bubba was going for the White House. going <laughs> for yeah. that White House. Yeah. Amy Grant, she was, she was you know, uh, celibate, or maybe... Active sexually, but only with her husband and no one before. Oh. 1992, I think about Amy Grant being uh, chased.
2: Really? Yeah. That's kind of immediately where your mind goes. Kind of. Interesting.
1: You would think I would think about Dylan McKay or Zoo TV. or No, it's Amy Grant being celibate before marriage is how I think of 1992. You were
2: really plugged into Deb's PLJ news at that time. <laughs>
1: And of course, Bubba on the sacks in our set. Well, Bubba on the sacks. Those are the two things. Didn't
2: inhale. Wear tidy whiteies. I did not inhale. It was, was the boxers of Reefs thing. Was a big deal.
1: I, do you have a good Bubba. Bill Clinton. William Jefferson.
2: I, I mean, yeah. Let's hear it. I did not inhale. Oh, no. <laughs> I do late period Bill Clinton. It was
1: like Bill Clinton combined with Bruce Springsteen. I do. Today.
2: I do Bill Clinton. Now. <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I did not
1: inhale. <laughs>
2: I do like Bill Clinton when he's admitted to the hospital. <laughs>
1: Bill's still kicking, huh? He's
2: still, still kicking. Us. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. So yes, countdown episode. Always fun, Bob.
2: Yeah, we like the countdowns.
1: It's a good way to kind of just hop in the time machine, see what was hot when you and I were in sixth grade at Pearl River Middle School.
2: Oh, yeah. P-R-M-S.
1: Yes. With, the, with the, the hill, the famous hills that led Bob to proclaim to an entire auditorium. What? And I was there. I pro- <laughs> I propose uh, not a, you know, like a sledding club, not like snow tube club. not, I didn't know. Sleigh riding club. Like it's fucking 1865 and we have a giant sleigh with the bells and shit. Bob wanted a sleigh, like from the songs, like the Christmas carols. Where's the budget on this, Bob? Oh, God.
2: <laughs> by, by February 92... I was already about one year into just being made fun of mercilessly for saying that. This was like the peak of me just hating life and wishing I had (laughs) never said the word sleigh riding club. That's where I go back. You go to Amy Grant, I go to just staying up at night, just wanting to build a time machine to undo the sleigh riding club proclamation.
1: What would you say if you could (laughs) take it all back, Bob?
2: You know what? It made me the man I am today. I'm (laughs) doing a sleigh riding club. (laughs) We're doing it. And maybe this time it'll it'll win.
1: Uh, all right. Well, you deserve you deserve that peace of mind, Bob. Like nobody <laughs> deserves it more than you. It's been in your head for a long time, you know. Uh
0: oh, here comes Bob. Uh oh, the president of Prover Middle School. Everybody, hop on your forty-five thousand dollars slaves. <laughs> oh my God! So- yep, we got thirty of them. They seat twelve each.
2: He dug it out of the budget. How is that worse? How is that any dumber than roller skating in the hallways? That wasn't ever going to be allowed.
0: What? Oh, there you go. Oh, he's leaving. (laughs)
2: Oh,
0: oh, he just wants to turn the corner. Oh, wait, he forgot a book. He's coming back. (laughs) I'm back. Hey, President Bob.
2: (laughs) You know what? (laughs) President Bob has a nice ring to it.
1: Ooh, man. Pearl River Middle School, man.
2: I would have won if I wasn't going up against a future movie star. I think I still could have won. The
1: great Chris Carley. Chris Carley.
2: yeah, Star of Gran Torino. Gran Torino.
1: Grand Torino. Yes. He played the priest. Yep. And also a high, I imagine, although, I've, you know, we know Chris fairly well, but I've never talked finances with him. His uh, NFL commercial with Michael Strahan. The yeah. Snickers commercial. That was on a lot. Oh. He was also in Garden State? Yeah, see, how could I possibly... Sopranos?
2: So I think it has nothing to do with the sleigh riding club. I was going up against a literal superstar.
1: Yeah, but at that time, he was 12. <laughs> <laughs> fair it's okay, fair point. It's fair okay. Point. All right, anyway, this was a, a time of innocence for us, Bob. Uh, uh, the towers were up. Even, even, so up. Dude, towers attack number one hadn't even happened. That was February of 93. Yep. So we have... We have Tower Purity.
2: There was no fear about the towers.
1: I, I was still fully prepubescent. You were, mm. at, this mo- at this point, pretty much fully matured. I physically. think
2: I had a full mustache that I was too <laughs> nervous to shave because I knew once I started shaving, it would come in stubbly. So I had like a full, soft mustache.
1: Do you think you were on the metal stand in terms of, um, you know, pubic uh, growth and underarm hair?
2: I have metal stand. I think I was the metal stand. I think I was just standing. I don't
1: want to say, I don't want to say the name, but cause you never know, but there was one guy yeah, yeah. who in fifth grade, I feel like took the gold, but I think you might've meddled. That's a good point. I think I would have meddled you may in may have fifth. Meddled, Bob.
2: In sixth, in I think I was really, hair. yeah, I was on my way to becoming a gold, like the Michael Phelps of body hair, but maybe I hadn't meddled yet.
1: And it's funny because I was on the opposite end of it. It was like, I was like, 14 or something. And I was like, wait, is this not going to happen? This is a problem. It's like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> there we're go. good. There's one.
1: Do you remember? Do you remember? Is this too personal?
2: It's, it is, but I do. do you remember re- when it, when it yeah.
1: showed up down there? I
2: remember the exact
1: moment. So do I.
2: You do really? Yeah, I do. I didn't know. Does everybody?
1: I think so. because It's pretty fucking stunning. When it was it very happens. jarring.
2: I had just gotten out of a pool. Oh. And I remember I was like at a friend's house and I looked at him like, oh my God, where the fuck did that come from? Right. And then I was like scared to go back in the pool that it was all just going to come off <laughs> and just be floating around me like pig pen and, and throwing Brown. It very, at I that point, it was,
1: you were coming in like Wolfman once it started.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was like a very jarring moment. I
1: remember it was, I was in, at my childhood home and I was in the bathroom about to get in the shower. I was like, oh, well, hello.
2: Hello. I, college starts tomorrow, so this is very exciting for me.
1: It's not that far off. Um, all right. Anyway, 1992 towers up, not compromised, baby.
2: <laughs> not a scratch on. This How madness. innocent were we?
1: They hadn't even put in like the um, those big cement cylinders to predict, predict uh, to prevent trucks from coming underneath the building.
2: No, why would they? No need. No, we were fine.
1: So we're going to go through the 10 through one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. And remember, just a, another friendly reminder to listeners. Uh, That anything we say now in 2022 that is either vaguely familiar or you tie back directly, uh, even if you can think of the direct episode, the exact episode to something we've already said, it's the Ricky Gervais Golden Globes rule. We don't care.
2: There's a 50% chance that we did this exact countdown at some point. And we don't remember doing it at all. It's a coin
1: flip. It's a coin flip. So understand that uh, we once used to have standards in that realm. Those no longer exist. We're just going to tell the stories that pop in our head.
2: We've been doing it for too long.
1: Right. Here we go. We are in season. We used to talk about like, oh, it's season four, season five. This is season nine. This is clearly at this point, the network just hasn't found something better. And they have to (laughs) hang their hat on something. Yeah. And it is uh, the Cosby show season 40. All right, so we're going to do uh, 10 through 1. But as always, we start, we look from 11 to 100 and pick out a song that jumps out to us as something that uh, is interesting or we loved, a song we adored or hated or was otherwise memorable. And Bob, your choice is from an artist called Black Sheep.
2: Yep, it is. Let me know when you remember it. Okay.
3: Oh yeah.
1: Come on. So, what's interesting to me now is that um, your son Dean is 10. Yep. And he's a big hip hop head.
2: He is, yeah.
0: Oh. I
1: certainly remember this. Um, and it is funny how that connects directly with. Young Bob, Mm -hmm. just how you were this wandering boy, half Italian, half Jewish, trying to make your way through Pearl River. Yep. And you were into the hip hop scene.
2: I was. Well, there wasn't a scene, but I was into (laughs) hip hop. And by hip hop, you mean like MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice and this kind of music. This to me was like the next level of hip hop after kind of getting into it from MC Hammer and Criss Cross. And then- Who
1: were Black Sheep?
2: I don't. I don't know much about them. I just remember were
1: they a white group. Nope. Uh, I thought maybe they had an ironic name.
2: That's a good guess. There was like the yeah. young white black teenagers or something at the time. Right. Do you remember, they were white kids. But yeah, this was uh, no. This was like legit. And I remember listening to Hot ninety seven and I remember like some kids in school talking about this song and just being like, "Yeah, I like this too." Because up until the summer of ninety two, I was all into like Z one hundred and hip hop. And like this, to me, was like hardcore rap coming from yeah. van, coming from Vanilla Ice.
1: And then Onyx showed up. Oh, and obviously. Oh. This
2: part. Remember this part?
1: Transit line. If my train goes up the track, big, big it up, big it up, big it
3: up. Big it up, big big it up. It up. Come on. Uh, come on. Oh,
1: the I got to run that back up. <laughs> That's seminal.
3: Come.
0: Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Damn, oh, that's a good
1: song. Great right? choice, Bob.
0: Thank
2: you. Yeah, I'm very uh I'm very old man, old white dad with Dean being like, enough with this crap. Let's listen to some Tom Petty.
1: <laughs> this rap crap.
2: Yeah, I've got to kind of become that.
1: How come do you think it's surprising? Maybe I'm missing out on it, but I don't think I am because uh I would have it would have uh, triggered in my mind when I heard it. When people play Great old school hip hop in the 90s, like playlists of parties and stuff. I don't hear that song a lot.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't it's a little it bit is.
1: off the beaten path, but that was a huge song.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. I'm going in the total opposite direction. Good. Now, um, because this song and this artist by the early 90s was, had been around for 15 years at the very, maybe even 20 at this point. And this was his last big commercial album. He he went on to become an even bigger star in the realm of reality television. Uh, but this was a song that if you were paying attention to pop music in 1992, he was a, a thriving, relevant contemporary artist. Oh, yes. Ozzy Osbourne.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: I have an Aussie story, but I, I got to clear the runway for Jack Osborne's father.
2: Times,
0: changed, times are strange, and are come, but I ain't the same. Mama, I'm coming home.
1: bring it back up in the chorus but ozzy who is you know this revered figure to all the metal heads all the hair metal dudes yeah it was time for him to get back in the hit making business so he did what everybody else is doing how about
2: yeah which digging into ozzy's catalog there's way more of these than i ever thought there would be for a guy that i was like scared of as a kid
1: well, when he got older, I think once he got into the let's collaborate with songwriters right. and the guy that's writing songs with Aerosmith and Bon Jovi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is like, oh shit, if Motley Crue is doing this and Poison's doing it, okay, I need one of these. Yep. So, And you know what? Whoever he collaborated with. It's a good one. He hit on a big one. Yeah. Mama, Mama, I'm Coming Home is tremendous. Let's listen to this chorus. Chorus really sings.
3: Cause mama, mama, I'm
1: coming home. I'm coming home. In 2006, I believe it was, uh, for my brother's 20th birthday, Kevin Danger Hansus, who's always been a metalhead,
3: <clears throat>
1: hair metal guy, um, not just hair metal, but he loves that genre, and, uh, I was working downtown in Chelsea uh, for MLB at the time, and I was on Craigslist because Ozzy was playing with Rob Zombie at the Garden. Mm -hmm. And I happened to find these great tickets at a decent price, and I was working in the um, Chelsea market, that Chelsea market, and I was like emailing with the guy who had the tickets. And I was on the sixth floor of the Chelsea Market. He's like, oh, actually, I'm on the second floor of Chelsea Market. And we met in the lobby. And I got these seats. And we were at Madison Square Garden uh, in, like, the fifth row, Kevin and I, watching Ozzy, like, at his second sustained peak. Wow. And uh, Rob Zombie opened. It was an awesome show. That's great. Totally out of my wheelhouse, but I really, like, I was way, way into it. And then the other thing I remember is, what was the... Um, was the barbecue place uh in new york there was one on the upper west side brother jimmy's brother jimmy's but there was another one in midtown right by the garden and as kevin and i were walking out of there we saw the keyboardist of bon jovi i don't know if you remember he's got frizzy hair like almost like a perm david bryant i think his name is and kevin of course recognized him immediately and he's with his family the guy who's like doing christmas shopping Kevin was like dave bryant rock on (laughs) and he was like sheepish dave bryant (laughs) Anyway, that's my. Uh, that's
2: really cool. I would love to see Ozzy. Maybe not now, but not I would yet. have. Yeah. I saw him at a Bristol Farms once. That was as exciting. That was as close to Ozzy. seeing How Ozzy as moving? I'll ever get. Not well. And this was like 15 years ago.
1: Yeah. I think he has Parkinson's. All right. Let's get into <laughs> transition. <laughs> Good transition. <laughs> Not a laughing matter. Uh I hope he's doing okay. <laughs> Sharon! That's that's my
2: odds. That was a big that was a big TV show. Can
1: you do Sharon um as Bill Clinton? Go ahead.
2: Oh, Hillary. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I nailed it.
1: No, no, you were being Sharon Osbourne? Yeah. No, I was saying, I want you to be...
2: I was Sharon Osbourne doing Bill Clinton.
1: Oh, I wanted you to be Bill Clinton doing Ozzy saying Sharon.
2: No, no, I did Sharon Osbourne as Bill Clinton. Got it. Yeah, I'm going on the road with that one.
1: (laughs) All right, let's get to the top 10.
2: (laughs) Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <for you.
3: laughs>
1: there's that classic castro and falsetto
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: if you ever want to laugh uh type in on google images color me bad plus 1992 <laughs> Right up, uh, Bobby Boulevard.
2: I'm so the first CD player I ever had was Sega CD, and the first few CDs I bought, the first one was uh, Arrested Development, was the first CD. Sure. Then the next two CDs were Weird Al's uh, Greatest Hits, of course, and this Color Me Bad.
1: It's quite a start. (laughs) You're off and now I have
2: and now I have a music podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bad one.
2: A bad one, just like my bad CD collection.
1: (laughs) Greatest hits for Weird Al in 1992 consisted of "Eat It," "Like a Surgeon." This means so many poker bullshit. So
2: many. You can't even. What else we got? We got to do a Weird Al album.
1: We is very strong. (laughs) Um, I'm looking at "Color Me Bad" plus 1992 on Google. Yeah,
2: they were ridiculous looking.
1: See the African American dude, you know. He's all right. And then it gets it gets funky real quick. There's a guy that looks like if Michael Bolton got like a quote-unquote hip haircut and put on <laughs> a pair of sunglasses.
2: Yeah. And they are the most, like, ni- their 90s wardrobe, their early 90s wardrobe was so over the top, even in 1992.
1: They're, they're great. Anyway, so this song, and if you're not old enough to remember them, yeah, it was like Three really dorky looking white guys. And then it was Color Me Bad. B- bad was two Ds. Duh. Because, you know, bad boys don't know how to spell shit. <laughs> <laughs> bad
2: boys are also kind of illiterate.
1: Yeah. And that's cool. Oh. But they had vocalizations for days, bro. They had
2: a few big hits.
1: Is this their biggest one?
2: I don't know if it is.
1: Is I wanna sex you up them? Yeah. Yeah, that's their biggest hit.
2: That's their biggest hit.
1: But this was this is a little uh bouncy pop. I bet it was so this was number nine, I bet this thing went to the top five.
2: I adore Mia Moore, that was another big one.
1: But here's the thing that I have to respect about um nineteen ninety two is that Color Me Bad could be sitting on the charts next to
2: this. Ha <laughs> Curl Jam. Even clear um, so going back to Color Me Bad, this is the ultimate disrespect. I want to talk about Color Me Bad over this. This uh, better be good about um, when you when you put in uh, Color Me Bad in Google, one of the <sighs> one of the people also ask, which are always my favorites, yeah. is was Kenny G in Color Me Bad? Oh no. <laughs> that one Michael Bolton guy. And then um, there's also a thing about Beavis and Butthead, where apparently on an episode of Beavis and Butthead, they played "I Want to Sex You Up," and uh, Butthead asked, "This is that Butthead said, this is that group with George Michael, Kenny G, and Snow.'" <laughs> so, there you go.
1: Snow, uh, yeah, the thirteen inches of snow, <laughs> twelve inches <laughs> oh, of snow. Oh, I get, I overshot it. Did you know that Nevermind Baby is still suing Nirvana? I thought they got thrown out. It got thrown out, but the baby, who's now a man, had a chance to refile, oh, and he did.
2: He's, this guy's got nothing going on. I mean, we, this guy peaked at a week old. So yeah, I guess that's that,
1: yeah. tough. That's something you have to live with. Um, we did a whole episode on Nevermind, of course. So make sure you check that out. But uh, it does strike me, <clears throat> listening to this right now, um, with a couple of vodkas in me, mean, it sounds as good now as it did when it came out, and maybe even better.
2: Yeah, like, I agree with that. So we, we talked about better music podcasts. One that I've been listening to obsessively is called The Session with Christian Hand. And he's this guy who has all the stems of all of these popular songs and he breaks it down instrument by instrument so you could hear every element of popular music. See the British guy? Yeah. Yeah, I was and that. Uh the podcast so much better than our show. So much it's so much more it's like, interesting. It's
1: like oh no don't don't beat yourselves up it's that's a much more technical show. It's like no trust me it's a better show. Yeah,
2: this guy goes on morning radio and does this on the radio so it's there's kind of like that morning zoo element where like he's dealing with the uh yeah. the morning people but it's so fascinating and he did smells like teen spirit and just hearing it like instrument by instrument and then hearing Kurt's vocals Sure. It's incredible. So yeah. go. I'll I'll tweet it at, at Throwback Pod. You have to go listen to
1: that. I know I'm going to get you mad, Bob. But the thing, I love Pearl Jam and I love Ten. But when I hear some songs off Ten that came out also in the same year, there is some of the noodling of the guitar feels like there's some elements of that late '80s, early '90s hair metal sound. This sounds so much more raw and. Kind of in its own world and not anything of its time, which is why I think it kind of sounds timeless and maybe even better now. I don't know. That is not a takedown of Pearl Jam. Well, I'm going to take
2: but it as a takedown. There's I'm Pearl Jam, fight you Nirvana. There's there's always right.
1: been heat, but uh I think the guitar is, you know, a big part. Of, obviously, Dave Grohl's drums and the the lyrics and the the vocals is it's all great, but that guitar is so fucking great in this.
2: Dave Grohl and it's Kurt. Dave Grohl hates the drums in this. because great move, They put a little effect on it, and he was not happy about
1: that. But that's such a great move. Yeah, the thing that everybody sees is one of the greatest um, examples of drumming in the history of rock music, and you did. it, be like, nah,
2: nah, no, sucks. He, he likes the drum, but he, they put an effect on it. He's not a fan of that.
1: It's a good move, though.
2: Good move. I agree with that.
1: It's like, oh, the, oh, you think that's good? That sucks. <laughs> I know good drumming. Yeah,
2: that's a pretty, pretty baller.
1: And then you ask him, oh, what's an example of amazing drums? And it's like some bad single from the album that he put out six months ago. <laughs> Forget get it. <laughs> yeah, just a heads up. Uh, yeah, just a heads up there, Dave. The the Nirvana drums are better. Yeah. We love Grohl. Imagine getting Dave Grohl on this podcast. Dave was in my big three, wasn't he? The Hangout Session. Oh,
2: my God. That was a long time ago. I wiped who I the floor
1: with you on that one.
2: No way. I, oh, the way yeah. I remember it is I had a really good... I think, you had,
1: I think you had the Michael Bolton guy from Color Me Bad. In he it. was busy. And Rich Eisen, I think. Eisen was right? definitely
2: involved. Definitely hanging Love out. Love Rich. Definitely hanging out with Eisen.
1: But you had the Color Me Bad guy, Rich Eisen, and Weird, Weird Al Yankum. No, I had Ben Folds. Oh, no.
2: Rich Eisen. And I can't remember the third. Somebody else who was awesome.
1: I had Dave Grohl. <laughs> I had another awesome Dave. <laughs> you had Bill, he-
2: Bill Hader, you had. I had
1: Hater. Hader? Dave Grohl. Oh, I had a I had a woman to keep things spicy.
2: Selena, uh, Gomez?
1: <laughs> it <was not>
3: Selena <laughs> Gomez.
1: It was someone. It was like a spicy woman, but not just that. Not like a babe, but she was. I think attractive, but she had a great personality. I can't remember who it was though.
2: Chelsea Handler.
1: Go back to our forty seventh episode and find <laughs> out. All right, here we go. So Nirvana in this. Countdown. I remember
2: going back to sixth grade. I remember hearing that song like somebody was playing it on something in the hallway and it was still like this new rock song and i remember the sixth grade hallway right by the stairs it was coming out mm. of somebody must have had some sort of radio that they weren't allowed to have and just being like oh yeah this is that song like it was mm-hmm. very like jarring and like it grabbed you immediately
1: that's like the uh, first time I ever heard champagne supernova was when we were in the cul-de-sac at Provo High School, and on the opposite side of the cul-de-sac, it was like five o'clock. The sun was going down. West Choi pulled up in his ha- his hatchback, and the the lifted up the trunk to take some shit out of it. And Champagne Supernova was fucking pouring out of the hatchback back. And I was like, "What is that?"
2: Yeah, it's funny. Why would you say that about West Choi? Was, what? What is that? He's just a nice guy.
1: <laughs> All right, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. I mean if anything, props to West Choi Introduce me to Champagne Supernova. <laughs> Wes could throw the fuck out of a discus. Yeah, he could. And that shot put, no, big, chance. Dude. big
2: dude. What's this?
1: What's the son of these assholes? Uh this is Masterpiece by Atlantic Star.
2: Okay. I
1: was hoping this was gonna be you know, sometimes you don't recognize a song and you hit play and it's like holy shit, I loved this song yeah. thirty one years ago. That's what I was hoping.
2: Yeah. I recognize it.
1: But maybe the chorus will save it. Thank you, girl. Thank you,
2: girl. The countless ways
3: you've touched my heart. It's more than I can
1: Like there's a this is documented in history that this was ahead of Smells Like Teen Spirits in the charts.
2: Deservedly so.
1: Was this from like the Aladdin
3: soundtrack?
2: Was this done on like a home recording device? This sounds terrible.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, I
1: remember this one. A work
3: of art is true, and I treasure you, my love. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I found a masterpiece in you. The work of art is <laughs> true, and I treasure
1: you. This is why Beavis and Butthead was such a brilliant conceit. All these guys, all these there's so many wusses. Yeah. The oh, so many! You just needed like two animated teenagers to just call you out for being like <laughs> pussies. Yep. That's what that's what That's what the early nineties were all about. <laughs> Some guys like you could get away with it like checking your masculinity at the door to get rich in pop music. And there was no gatekeeper to say, Well, you took it too far here. Yeah. Uh, this is embarrassing mm-hmm. for everyone. And then Mike Judge created Beavis and ButtHead, and there was some type of uh, price to pay, right? You finally like you shit. had to be a little
2: nervous now right. you might just get torn apart on the network that was supposed to make you. Exactly. I just love listening to this, knowing that there are a bunch of like fifty-eight-year-olds out there that this is their wedding song.
1: Fifty-eight? How about our age?
2: What people our age getting married in nineteen ninety-two? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you were doing in sixth grade. I wasn't anywhere close. Maybe <laughs> in
1: cults. I don't know. <laughs> yeah you're probably right alright I can't hear this I don't want to hear that ever again that's bad
2: what's your wedding song oh it's a masterpiece
1: what is your wedding song by the way
2: my wedding song let's take a break little break alright it's uh Ray LaMontagne mm-hmm. you're the best thing that ever happened to me oh yeah. actually came on the radio on my right here tonight really not terrestrial there nice hey, we go there you go back to the wedding
1: It's a good
2: one. It's a good song. So the way that it became our wedding song was I had uh, this big proposal plan and I made like a proposal mix of a bunch of songs that were like important to us from our relationship. Mm -hmm. And I put it on shuffle. And the song that was playing when I proposed was this one. So that's why it became our wedding song. That's good. Yeah. It was just, you know, luck of the draw.
1: It's funny. they, They being the ladies seem to cede uh, control of the ultimate final say like they're involved with the, the decision making but it seems like a guy's driving the boat on the song
2: i feel like if it's important if music is important to you, you they'll give you that one right yeah
1: you want to call heather right now i kind of do yeah
2: give her a call back like, miss her hey honey
3: it's like you see right through me and make it easier
2: Good song.
1: Good song. I like that. Um,
2: Should have gone with "Color Me Bad."
1: That would have been good. Yeah. Um, Emily was like, "Shit, we need to do a U2 song."
2: Oh, really? Emily said that. I was
1: like, "I don't know." It's was like they're my favorite band. I don't want to make wow. people think that um, I
2: Emily. Emily said that. That was it. Emily's idea. And I was
1: like, ah. All right, if you insist.
2: Wow, Emily insisted. This we'll is choose. not what I would have predicted, but I believe you, because why would you lie to me?
1: In a little while.
3: In a little while, surely you'll be fine. In a little while, I'll be there. In a little while, this hurt will hurt no more. I'll be home.
2: Love. Was it weird slow dancing with your new wife in front of all your friends and family to a song that's definitely on your sleep sex mix (laughs) did that feel weird at all to you
1: what you're well not insinuating you're outright saying that it was something on a mix when I was with someone other than my wife no
2: I'm saying it was probably on a mix with your wife but now you're just slow dancing in front of everybody you know (laughs) that's all
1: well, on your honeymoon, did you like pop in your little Bob mix there <laughs> at little. any point? Your little cutesy, these are songs that are important mix?
2: No, it's just Closer by Nine Inch Nails on a... <laughs> Reefoot. <research. laughs> you know that.
1: What a horrifying honeymoon. <laughs> Heather came back shaking. Heather was just hanging from the ceiling <laughs> the whole time. All right, let's get back to the countdown. This is, I don't know, six maybe. And it We're is... at six already?
2: I think so something like Sure, why not
1: We're at 10, 9, 8, 7. This is 7 This is a duet of the two biggest pop stars England had to offer In the era I can't lie.
3: No more of your darkness All my pictures Seem to fade to black and white I am growing tired And time stands still before
1: me I'll say this for Elton John and, uh, who was it, Bernie Taupin? Yeah. Pretty timeless, you know. This could have been written in 1972. I would have bought it.
2: Well, I think, I mean, it was an older song that they re
1: Oh, is it? Rehashed, yeah. Oh, really?
2: I believe so. Not positive, but I think so.
1: And they just put Michael on it because he was a huge pop star at the time?
2: Well, I think Michael took it and did it and brought Elton out. And this was Elton's, like, he hadn't had a hit in like a decade.
1: He brought Elton back.
2: He brought Elton back because Elton was like a big supporter of George Michael early on.
1: See, this is when the research of the podcast really
3: shines I
2: through. listened to I think it was on the Hit Parade podcast. Again, a better, better music podcast. podcast where they Stop talked about now. this. I'm pretty. Move to that. I'm pretty positive that Elton was a big supporter of George Michael early on and then Elton throughout the 80s just never had sure. many big hits. Whoa
1: whoa, 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 whoa. I'm still standing after all this time. Looking like a little kid. Looking like Great a little kid. Great song,
2: but I don't think he had many. I think there were only a couple. I don't think he went to number one and then George Michael was like the hottest thing on earth uh, in many ways. And he did this song, brought Elton out and gave Elton like his final number one. All right. I'm pretty sure
3: whoa, 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 whoa. I could be wrong whoa. on many
2: levels, not counting, so not counting levels. the candle song because that was from the like, candle song. Cause that Bob? was from a long time ago too.
1: Bob, the candle song. Yeah, the fucking candle. song. It's called goodbye. English rose. <laughs> the
2: fucking candle song <laughs> from the seventies.
1: And by the way, that was the B side the A-side was The Way You Look Tonight or something like that. That was the A-side. That's one of the great music trivia things. It is. It wasn't... Oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we still doing the show? You
2: just failed out so hard. You're right. It was 1970.
1: Uh, 1974 he recorded this song for his studio album, Caribou. Peaked at number two on the Hot 100 chart. And the song found further success in 1991 in a live cover version as a duet between John and George Michael. There oh, they it? performed the song together the first time at Live Aid in '85. How about that? How about that? That's cool. Let's check out the Elton John singles uh, chronology.
2: See, I, I have—I don't know about you. Are you a visual guy or audio? Like, as far as memory goes. Hmm. See, I'm a very like visual learner yeah that's so i, I feel know. like with a podcast i always re- i think i know like everything i'm listening to at the time i'm like this is great and then i retain like 35 percent of it sure so i'm probably 35 percent accurate with what i was just saying about elton john
1: well i mean the, you stepped all over the legacy of uh, goodbye english rose for starters candle song <laughs> all right let's see i'm just curious
2: I love the song, by the way.
1: Alright, let's give it a little juice. I'm going down. kind of checks out I'm looking at his singles he had a huge 84 uh, 83 84 he had I guess that's why they call it the blues had I'm Still Standing had Sad Songs Say So Much uh, he was on That's What Friends Are For and then he kind of went dark that 86 to 91
2: mm, there you go
1: I didn't hear any George Michael on that did you I probably played the wrong version <laughs> I did (laughs)
2: That
1: was the caribou version There we go It's fine
2: Imagine that same song We've all learned
1: so much On this show (laughs) It's Tough situation there But just imagine George Michael Coming in there
2: By the way, update Live update Happening in the moment Elton John secured his first Number one song in 16 years With his Dua Lipa collaboration There we go
1: wait a second live update wait a second Bob wait a second wait a second yeah hang on yeah 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 this is gonna pay off stay with me (laughs) (laughs) hang on
0: Bob you're right who is that who is that (laughs) oh he's coming around the bend and he's got a nugget (laughs) it's President Bob
2: I like (laughs) how it sounds I like it (laughs) to a it should have been president.
0: And Elton John. Anything else to add, Bob? That's all I got. I'm
2: on my way out.
1: Are you heading down Gilbert Avenue? <laughs> there he goes. That was so cool. It's so cool when you stop by, dude.
2: Yeah, it was nice.
1: I just cause like everybody loves this. Imagine play. if we all had slaves, though. <laughs> it's like, why why don't the kids have books this year? Oh, uh, President <laughs> Bob had uh he bought sleighs for the Sleigh riding Club and we had to rubber stamp it because he's president.
2: I mean, just to feed the reindeer alone is just so expensive.
1: (laughs) We've had to start taking them out back and shooting them. (laughs) Because it was that our school lunch for the kids and you could put it together (laughs) what we had to do. Alright, this is Tell Me What You Want Me To Do. Uh, It's very, that's a real needy
2: tell me what you want me to do just tell me me i'll do it i'll do it
1: reminds me of uh (laughs) mcgruber i'm on my knees i will do anything tevin campbell
2: tevin campbell
1: off his album tevin t-e-v-i-n with periods after each one an acronym but maybe it's just a secret for him we don't know what it stands for
2: tevin campbell was cool i remember thinking tevin campbell was a cool dude
1: yeah, I was totally off the boat. I was watching Don Mattingly struggle with a back injury at this time. I, yeah, I was not plugged in on Tevin Campbell or really the R and B scene. Yeah, certain things broke through, uh, like for instance, instance, the Black Sheep. But overall, I kind of it had to be huge for it yeah. To catch Tevin my Campbell attention. wasn't
2: that cool, but um, it's a cool name, Tevin. Good one. Yeah, more people should be named Tevin. Enough with Kevin.
1: What if you... Well, wait a second. Kevin Danger hands. That's yeah, he's to say about grandfathered
2: that. in. Now it's like Tevin's time. Like, if you're having a kid, don't name your kid Kevin. Name him Tevin.
1: Well, Kevin Danger is great, but how about Tevin Danger?
2: Imagine that. Tev. What's up, Tev?
1: All right, let's move on. The, this no, is, I'm not
2: done. I'm still talking about Tevin. Oh, as, did you
1: have something to add?
2: No, just the name Tevin is a really cool name. Yeah, I agree. That's, okay, that's all, right. all. Now I'm
1: done. This is the worst podcast. All right, here we go. We... This is a blind spot for us, Bob. It's absolutely a blind spot. We did, I believe, a wretched Prince podcast at some point. Oh yeah, we, and we 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 kind of floated our theory that Prince was a little bit overrated. It was, and we gently put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, met mostly with deafening <laughs> silence. But correct. Um, I think part of the thing was, oh yeah, he was really huge in the eighties, and then he kind of faded in the nineties. Uh, but I think there's some uh, ignorance there on our part, Pop, because... Us? (laughs) I'm starting to notice, whether it's exercises like this or just reading about his legacy, that he actually did have a fair number of hits in the 90s. Mm. They just weren't as big as Purple Rain. Like, this is a top five hit of 1992. Diamonds and Pearls. Right. Right. Which I'm not saying this is a good song. I'm not saying it's a good song, but I I certainly am starting to feel like we are in no position really to comment on it.
2: Um, that's not gonna stop us from commenting on it, but you're right.
1: I just I guess what I'm saying is I can't confidently tell you, because I think at this point I made my decision on Prince yes. post-1988, and I'm trying to open my ears. I, see, right I now.
2: think what we remember and what we're holding on to is when we did become music fans, when we started getting into everything, Prince was already done.
1: He wasn't relevant.
2: And it, he was the he was kind of a joke because it was the artist formerly known as Prince, and he was putting out albums, and I r rem- you'd go to Sam Goody and you would see this album from the, the sign that used to be Prince. Right.
3: It's and just no, like, fuck
2: this guy. Fuck this guy. Nobody That's thought it enough. was cool. Nobody thought it was cool. There was they weren't playing it on the radio. So we came of age at a time where we were like, "This guy's done." That wasn't cool, right? All
1: right, so let's listen with fresh ears, Bob. Okay. Let's try to divorce ourselves from all of our preconceived notions, okay? Okay. For thirty seconds. Okay. Is that Bob in the sleigh riding club? <laughs> <laughs>
0: One
3: more
2: thing about Elton John. Hear ye,
3: hear
2: I'm glad we were able to divorce ourselves for 30 seconds and really give it the attention it deserves. All
1: right, hang on. Ten more seconds. Sounds pretty
2: yeah. synthy. Yeah.
1: I I think it's good boning music. I think it's also important to note note that neither of us were boning at this time.
2: No. Even with my mustache, I wasn't getting anything. So maybe if we were. Even with my mustache and eight pubes.
1: (laughs) Maybe if we were of the age of. uh, Like if we were active uh, in that sense and also like smooth guys. Right. uh, Maybe we would connect with this. It was just. Maybe it's just not a. There was no portal on this one.
2: Yeah, that's what it is, I think.
1: And that's that's not our fault. It's not his fault either.
2: Well, somebody has to be blamed for this. So I'm blaming Prince.
1: What about society? Okay. When in doubt, there's one man that deserves no blame.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> this guy's <is> flawless. <laughs> uh. Wait, this is
1: actually the best podcast. You? <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast that's so bad, it goes back
0: to good. It goes
2: back to just being <laughs> transcendent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we fell in
3: love we were young again and a in. Do you remember how it all began? It just seemed like heaven. so I did it. Do you remember <laughs> you back in and- the...
1: Man, I'll tell you what, everybody talks about Nirvana knocked Michael Jackson into oblivion or whatever. These albums came out the same year or whatever. They both sound great.
3: These yeah. Days.
1: MJ famously teamed up with uh, Teddy Riley, got into the new jack swing, and put out Dangerous, which we've done on the show. We did um, right before you know all the stuff that.
2: Well, not all the stuff allegedly right? happened. Just right before the documentary.
1: Oh yeah, it was after the stuff. I
2: mean, the stuff's been Alleged around forever. Stuff. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, there's stuff, and then there's
2: stuff. Right. I mean, there was. I mean, there was stuff.
1: There was always stuff. Right. But then the doc came out and it was stuff. Yeah, um, like stuff. Our episode dedicated to Michael Jackson was pre-stuff.
2: That's right. So we were able to actually just talk about the music and not. We got into the stuff, but we didn't have. We didn't feel dirty the whole time because of the stuff.
1: Can I share a um, a story or a conversation I had with my barber, Brett? We were talking about Neil Young and Spotify. Again, Bob, maybe it's time for you to come out of the shadows and have a statement on that. I'm waiting. And he was saying that Neil Young, it was fundamentally flawed for Neil Young and any other artist, but Neil Young was obviously the first and most prominent, to pull his music off the service, citing moral objections. Moral objections. Because how could you do that over something Joe Rogan says or misinformation that he gives out on his podcast when Michael Jackson is on the service or R. Kelly is on the service or Jerry Lee Lewis is on the service, other people who, while Joe Rogan, depends on who you know where you come down on it, but is doing something that can be harmful to many, many people, there are also people on Spotify who are convicted murderers, rapists, this and that. How about that, Bob?
2: Well, I'll tell you what you can... Say to Brett is it Brett or Brent? It's Brett. Brett. No N.
1: No N. Okay.
2: Next time you get your haircut, you just tell Brett, Well the difference, Brett is that Spotify didn't give Michael Jackson a hundred million dollars. Spotify didn't make a deal with R. Kelly. Spotify is a platform. That their music is on. Thank you. Yes, I'm I'm gonna go around. Uh, I'm gonna go around the city. Keep keep my bell, keep my jingle bells going. The reason Neil Young pulled his music is because Spotify gave Joe Rogan 100 million dollars, and they have a deal with Joe Rogan. He is representing Spotify. Mm -hmm. So that is why he said, "I don't want to be on the same platform as this guy." Hello, can you all hear me? So I think. President Bob, we have
0: no money to fix the school buses, (laughs) but we have 30 sleighs. It hasn't snowed in three
2: months. (laughs) I mean, we live in a in a northeastern climate where it's only snowing like two months a year.
0: Can
1: you finish your point in like 30 seconds?
2: I was already finished with it. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) No, the reason he said Joe Rogan specifically was they gave that guy a shit ton of money. He's right. part of Spotify Got it And I think everybody's blowing the Neil Young thing out of proportion too Because he wasn't like I'm going to bring down Spotify He was just like I don't want to be on the same platform as this guy So just take my music off of it Right And it just became way bigger than that
1: I want to hear the um, The part of that song He goes dur-rap, bop, bop, dur-rap,
2: Yeah, it's the best part of the well, song Let's
1: just find that That's always fun on the
3: phone. <laughs> and,
2: and look, I hate that I love Michael Jackson. <laughs> you're a 12 year old and you put that song next to Diamonds and Pearls, that's the winner by a million miles. Not even close. So, of course, like, grew up love, loving Michael Jackson, not Prince, and you know. There's the stuff But aside from that There's the stuff
1: But but I will say this And I'm not There's no I'm not saying Compare this to that Prince got some stuff too
2: That's true (laughs)
1: It's got stuff (laughs) There's stuff Maybe it's not stuff
2: No it's definitely not stuff But there's stuff
1: Great song I was going to say ask Sinead O'Connor Not an option anymore Right No it wasn't Sinead O'Connor
2: No it was About running on the highway away That was from- Sinead Yeah
1: Oh no Sinead's still with us
2: Yeah yeah she's still with us I was
1: thinking of
2: Dolores here. Okay Short hair Irish
1: This shit's infectious This is This also sounds great It does It has that kind of Early 90s Kind of backbeat That's a little too familiar To many songs back then Yeah but everything else, her you know, her vocal and of course this chorus is just great.
2: But this is the only like this kind of happiness and optimism could only exist in a world pre right. World Trade Center Attack One.
1: Right, before they put up the cement barriers. Before to the get cement under barriers the
2: Once they put up the cement barriers, this kind of happy music was on its way out.
1: Once you couldn't get under the building without issues, things changed. <laughs>
2: Somehow that just affected everything.
1: People like the fast forward eight years later? Of course. But the innocence is actually lost when they put up the, the concrete barriers. Because <laughs> once you did that, you took away a certain element of.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you took away a certain element of freedom. You could have you could have just walked wherever you wanted at that <laughs> point. <gasps> Hey, man, I just want to get down here and go to a delivery. now, nah, man. You <laughs> can't do it anymore.
3: You go gotta go around. You gotta go around.
0: There's, a, there's an entrance on the west side. You go through the west tunnel under there. It's all one way, so yeah. I have to go all... And you, uh. need, you need a ticket to get through the gate. Uh. No!
2: <laughs> it's not
0: the same anymore. It's not the
2: same anymore. You can't write, I love your smile anymore.
1: <clears throat> Imagine the union meetings back then.
0: Oh. Uh.
2: Hey, you hear what's going on over here? Somebody would put on Shanice and they'd be like, I'm not feeling it anymore. Just don't feel, it doesn't feel right no more.
0: Put on Howard and cruise down
2: there. Yo, turn that Shanice off. Things are kind of tough right now.
3: (laughs) Oh, that
1: was good. I needed that. (laughs) Thanks, Shanice. (laughs) (laughs) I Love Your Smile by Shanice. What a song. All right, now we get to the nitty gritty. That's number three. Number two. This is the second most popular song in America in on the week of February ninth, 1992 I'm 264 in America 264 my love loves going to this leave. is innocence
0: I just got some paper I got a paper delivery it's something for the cafeteria, for the commissary. Now you got to go all the gotta, way around. All the way
2: around. You got to get your. You got to get a ticket.
0: You got to get your ticket. You got to go all the way around and go in on the east side. Oh man!
2: Oh man! Things will
0: never be the same.
3: <laughs>
2: How? I mean, I just remember 1992 seeing, I don't think we had any, we weren't in the same class in sixth grade, but I do remember seeing you in the hallway, just rocking your I'm too sexy gear. Like that shirt that had like, it was almost like the, uh, the eighties big letters. Sure. I'm too Very thin sexy. Uh, shoulder straps. Yep.
1: I think, uh, I don't know. If, I think it was certainly lost on me, but I think it might've been lost on, um, the culture at the time too. The the irony of the song?
2: Yeah, there was no... This was like pre-Irony America. We, we just took this at face value. And
1: these... Uh, right, said, Fred, I think came... They were a, a foreign act. I don't know where they're from, but I don't think they're from here.
2: No, they're definitely not from here.
1: And I think... Um, I think they were in on the joke. And they, maybe all the other countries were, too. They're from London. Uh, but we weren't.
2: No, we had no clue.
1: We were just like, who are these two goobers? And they were so proud to be... You know, sexy, and
2: we loved them for it. We, did. we, we did, I feel like nowadays you would get angry at them for being like we're sexy, and you're like you're not sexy, you're goobers.
1: This couldn't exist now.
2: No, but back then we were like, oh my god, you're so, like, you're not sexy, but you're you're saying you're sexy, that's awesome.
1: Right, and people like back back in 1992, like they might have made fun of the song, but then they were into it. Yeah. Now this would just be at best a TikTok video or something, like a 40 second TikTok. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I do my little turn on the catwalk. Yeah, on the catwalk. Yeah, on the catwalk, yeah, I shake my little turn on the catwalk. So, so anyway, right said Fred.
2: They're uh I mean since the song they haven't had another hit here in America, of course. And uh they're also anti vax Nazis now. So like a lot's <laughs> happened for
1: <laughs> Wait, Nazis? Yeah, yeah,
2: they're like on neo Nazi websites or whatever.
1: Right Said Fred is on neo Nazi websites.
2: Or they plugged one. Are you right? sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the news. I like, want to get this one wrong. It was in the news like a month ago.
1: Oh my goodness, Anti vax
2: pop duo Right Said Fred shock fans with plug for neo Nazi web stream.
1: <laughs> well, let's hear them out.
2: And uh, I mean, there's a lot happening in this article, but. They uh they're also anti-vax. So that way everybody could make the uh the joke like they're too sexy for the vaccine. I feel like that. Yeah, that happened a lot.
1: But they're Nazis, huh?
2: They're at least like cool with Nazis, it sounds like.
1: If you're cool with Nazis, aren't you a Nazi?
2: That's not for me to say, bro. Not for me to judge.
1: There's only one person that could have the answer for this. <laughs> Oh, here he is. Coming around the bend.
0: Yeah,
2: being cool with Nazis makes you a Nazi.
1: That's what I
0: thought. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: A little quick. He did a U-turn there. He's out of town. (laughs) (laughs) Back on the streets. Everyone's Uh. chasing after with pitchforks and flaming torches. (laughs) All right, that takes us to number one. That's very disappointing, Bob. Because I feel like I would have watched, like when you worked at VH1, I feel like those guys popped up every once in a while. Right. And your buddy like Christian Finnegan had snarky comments about them and everybody was having fun. And now they're neo Nazis. Wait, we got an update. Okay. I'm coming
2: back. Oh Bob.
1: I'm coming back. Oh, Let me fly wait, wait, back. Everybody, wait. Let me fly back. Everybody sit tight there. Sit tight This Look is this side. has been
2: a ride for everybody, guys.
1: All right, he Oh wait. Do you guys hear it you hear something? I think I do. Ah, he's coming on back around the bend. So they did.
2: Hey they, Bob. They did share a link President to. Bob. They did share a link to a neo-Nazi live stream, but then a representative for the duo later said it was wrong to share that link.
1: Still a Nazi.
2: Still kind of Nazi-ish. Yeah. Um,
1: the biggest story there is: there's a representative for Right said Friday 2022. Yeah,
2: that's a tough gig. There
1: he goes. That was a good little update, though. If you don't get came back on the sleigh with that update, if you
2: don't get the head gum job. Maybe you can go work for Right Said Fred and become their new uh, PR person. You do have a history in PR. You've worked in PR before. I have a background. Yeah.
1: All right. The number one song is off an album called Lean Into It, Bob. It just celebrated its 30th anniversary. So they put out a deluxe edition, which seems a bit strong for this artist because I don't remember a lot of other hits or maybe a band that would have a deep catalog of B-sides or mm-hmm. a, a live album that you would put on in a deluxe edition. But again, like Prince, maybe coming from a place of ignorance here. All I can tell you is I think when you talk about putting your lighter in the air, I think this is the best, Bob. Yeah. The best power ballad ever written. Whoa. Like you could say Aerosmith, On, or something. You could go down that road... But I'm t- you know what I'm talking. I know about.
2: exactly what you're talking. The
1: about. era, era specific, nothing beats this.
3: <laughs> Hold on, little girl. Show me what he's done to you. Stand up, little girl. A broken heart can't be that bad when. twist of both of you so come on baby come on over let me be the one to show you i'm the one who wants to be with you deep inside i hope
2: I loved this song so much. I thought I sounded so good singing it. Everybody did. Yeah, everybody just thought, like, this is in my wheelhouse. I got this one. Just be in my room. Oh,
1: great karaoke song. It would be. People aren't doing it, really. Anymore. Are
2: they? I don't know. Well, I mean...
1: Well, karaoke doesn't exist anymore. That's true. We lost it.
2: Yeah, everybody thinks they sound good singing this.
1: I, you could say more than words by extreme... Uh, you could say Home Sweet Home right. by Motley Crue you could say Every Rose Has a Thorn if you want to qualify GNR you can maybe say Patience um, with the, with those groups um, I might be missing some but I just think this song is I don't know there's something special about
2: this song I agree
3: I can make you start
1: Because if you wanted to be a, well, I guess it would qualify as hard rock metal band of the era, you had to have a power ballad. So everyone had one, but they they ranged in quality from good to bad to career destroying. For this band to write the best one,
2: yeah. I went down a Mr. Big uh, Wikipedia hole a few years ago. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that they're big in Japan, or at least they were. So maybe that's why they have... Ah, okay. Yeah. Because outside of... I think they had like a cover of uh, Cat Stevens after this. Oh, no, that was uh, Ugly Kid Joe. Never mind. I'm trying to think of what else they did.
1: I was going to... Oh, they did...
2: Wait, no. No, I can't remember. I'm just hitting a wall on my Mr. Big knowledge.
1: Let's let them close it out. They deserve... uh... Even, they even stick the landing. They do. The whole thing is just. I mean, I'm t- talking like it's Unchained Melody or something, but it kind of, is. <laughs> kind
2: for of is.
3: For us.
2: Even that, that could have gone wrong. Could have gone wrong. But it didn't. They did a cover of Wild World. That's what I was thinking.
1: All right, so I was about to say. I went to their next album, which was called Bump Ahead, released in 93. And you can, as you can imagine, the pressure was immense to write um, To Be With You Again. Right. That, and my guess was that Wild World was their attempt. So I'm just going to check in on it. Do you know the song?
2: Yeah, it's a cover of a Cat Stevens song.
1: Oh, no. I want to find what was the lead single from Bump mm. Ahead. I want to see if it was another...
2: Kind of sucks to be named Mr. Big, though, in 2022, when every Google search leads you to Chris Noth.
1: Like dying on a Peloton? Yeah. And, then and being canceled being the canceled. next day? Yeah. What a weird career what turn.
2: A, what a one-two punch.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. The Cat Stevens cover. The singles was... So they their first single was Wild World. I'm just, now I'm just curious. Let me see if I recognize it.
2: I think it's a pretty on-the-nose cover. I don't if there's anything interesting about it.
1: Oh, this song. Oh, yeah. It has 53 million streams on Spotify. Wow.
2: That's more than anything off of the uh, Counting Crows album we did last
1: time. Yeah, I think it plays into your uh, Big in Japan thing. All right, I
2: get the point.
3: Um, all
1: right. We covered a lot here, Bob.
2: We really did. Wow, that was a that was a journey.
1: And now we have to pick one of these songs.
2: We do to go alongside the other hundred and forty something songs on our throwback podcast playlist. Yeah. But before we do that, Dan mm-hmm. Let's thank our Patriones for making debacles like this happen.
1: (laughs) Catastrophes. Pure
2: catastrophes.
1: Podcast catastrophes. Thank you to
2: everybody at at, uh, patreon.com slash throwbackpod, throwing in $2 a month, $6 a month, more than that for uh, keeping us afloat. Thank you. Gino
0: said that he could come right through. (laughs) Oh, Gino was on a motorbike. It's different. You're in a box truck. You got to go to gate D. But then I got to get on the BQE.
2: <laughs> the fucking cement. Those cement partitions. Terrible.
1: Make sure you get off the right exit or you're fucked.
2: <laughs> Thank you to our top tier Patreonies. Courtney and Wyatt. Kleine and Mancy, Bruno, the sponsor. And Miles. Miles, we need to get some sort, of, uh, some sort of, you know, thing for you. A thing. You know, right now we have like the old guy at the Regrets concert. We need something else. So hit me up, Miles. We need to know. I have an idea. Yeah?
1: They got to be somewhere in storage, I would think. Sitting under a bunch of tarps somewhere in Pearl River. Give him a sleigh.
2: Miles from the sleigh riding club?
1: No, give him a sleigh.
2: Oh, we don't have... I mean, I lost. You have to go to Chris Carley, starring in Gran Torino. It's
1: all hypothetical.
2: Yeah, it's all uh, hypothetical.
1: Hypothetical Bob going away. <laughs>
2: So thank you to everybody for uh, for this.
1: What a missed opportunity by the school district.
2: <laughs> so, so what are we putting on this uh, playlist? I have I have two thoughts. Okay. I don't have the full list in front of me. As much as I enjoyed Shanice, it just sounds out of place nowadays. Obviously, um, I know we we make rules, but we also don't have to follow the rules we make.
1: No, we we answer to no one.
2: I mean, I loved hearing uh, The Choice is Yours. I think that would be fun on the playlist. And I loved hearing Mr. Big again. Not Chris Noth. Noth.
1: Noth. Doesn't matter. He doesn't, doesn't matter. exist he's anymore. Done. He's For done. For all intents and purposes, Chris I mean, Noth the, is no longer
2: active. He's no longer Mr. Big. We're back to only one Mr. Big, and that's the band that's big in Japan.
1: I think, um, well, you. I think you highlighted the two choices. I think The Choice is Yours is the selection if you want... Your playlist to have like, oh, shoot, I forgot about this one. This one's great Uh, to be to be with you as if like you want to put on the fucking best song possible. Right. But you got to decide, Bob.
2: Why do I have to decide? Uh,
1: Because I think I think in your heart, you know what to choose
2: putting a lot of pressure on me and my heart
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's an old man old man's heart you can't go throwing <laughs> this on me
1: the ticker's got to come through here I'm okay with either one you go with
2: I know you are I know that's why you're a good friend
1: all right well then you know pick her right let's here. go to Mr. Big oh wow I was a little surprised okay <laughs> like that little chuckle all right so there you go oh listen to the song starts Hold doesn't that like go. fill you with a nostalgic warmth?
2: Feels like Put the playlist on shuffle When this comes up Everybody that you're listening with Because you're obviously listening To this playlist With right. like scores of people They'll all be like Yeah
1: And if you're Like Alright I'll, I'll Let me set some." Oh by the way
2: And if you're in Japan You're gonna fucking love us for this song.
1: Oh you're gonna love the Fucking shit out of us Like especially if you have like the I like to have the Crossover fade transition Yeah <clears throat> So a song ends like let me uh show you how how this could how could this could play out for you. Okay, let's say you're just you're driving along, driving along and you have Mr. Big here, okay? All right, here we go. We got Mr. Big. Stay with me.
2: Buddy. All right, this is going to be so worth it. This is definitely going to be worth it.
1: All right, here we go. You're driving yep. along, you're driving
2: along. Wait
1: a going second. Going down the BQE. Don't miss that exit or you're fucked. <laughs> Uh, I think Joe Rogan or Neil Young messed with my playlist. Oh, so fuck. my entire plan is going out the window,
2: Bob. All right. Well, people will just have to do it at home. Just imagine
1: it was awesome. They can do it
2: at home if they follow the Throwback Podcast playlist on Spotify. And you can get a link to that playlist on Twitter at ThrowbackPod, Instagram at ThrowbackPod. Uh, email us at The throwback pod at gmail.com. If you want to email for some reason, Mm -hmm. text Dan. His number is eight. (laughs) Imagine that'd be funny.
1: oh stop it.
2: And uh, thank you guys. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. All
1: right. Let me, I'll send us out thusly. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. And I'll pick another song, kind of era adjacent. That was really good. All right. What
2: the fuck is going on over there? There's just like that cloud of numbers and letters above his head, like Rain Man going on right now.
1: <laughs> just listen, just imagine. Actually, what is the last song on the playlist?
2: It was from The Counting Crows two weeks ago.
1: Oh, so it was... Um, Mrs. Potter. Mrs. Potter's little bite. All
2: right, now listen to this.
1: This is the transition that this, you'll have with your friends.
2: This is some real white guy shit right here.
1: All right, this is about to get white as fuck, <laughs> but like the good kind. <laughs>
2: All right, not, so, not the right-side front guy. All
1: right, so you got the end. Of, all right, this is the... All right, so you got...
3: All
1: right, here we go. you ready? And this is how we're going to end the show. Just know this is the transition. Imagine the warmth <laughs> when this happens at the party.
3: Pretty good. Yeah. Stand up, little girl. A broken heart can't be that bad when it's new.